Hey there, before we start the episode, just want to thank everyone who's been listening. Uh, looking at my analytics, I can see we're really starting a community, and I just think that's really cool. Uh, also, with this being episode 24, I think it's just a funny thing to point out that you can now officially listen to me for one full day. <laughs> uh, thank you to our patron, Kevin. If you want to become a patron as well, you can go to patreon.com pastime. And also, don't forget to follow and subscribe on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, just however you prefer to listen to podcasts. And uh, don't be afraid to tell someone who you think you might like the episode about me. That'd be cool, too. <laughs> and uh, now with the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Pastime Thinker podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Piquet, and today my guest is Atelio. He's a returning guest. I forget exactly what episode you were on before. It was the Yeah, We Talk About It episode. Uh, it was 9 or 10, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was like it was during right at the like the heat of like the very first lockdown. That's what I remember. Cuz I thought I was all clever with the title of like Yeah, We Talk About It. <laughs> all optimistic. Yeah, I was- when we recorded that i was in like my third day of that first quarantine yeah yeah i just remember being i remember feeling so smug with that with that title it's like yeah we talk about it and yeah. like thinking it was like a fl- like i i thought it was like yeah just one lockdown and done and we'll be good and <laughs> that'll be a crazy bookmark in the history books obama <laughs> I, I listened back to it earlier today and I thought it was cute how many times we both said either two weeks or 14 days <laughs> oh boy yeah should have been saying months uh, 14 months probably around but you know I'm uh, at the time of recording this episode we're currently uh, February 1st yeah. and uh, the most recent episode that I've posted since recording this episode would have been my episode with Bryson and he him and i spoke a lot about you know staying active and like doing something every day just for the sake of doing something every day in in a physical sense but um uh you were also doing your own little challenge called uh that you named january which i thought was really cool and i thought it'd be <clears throat> a really cool thing to like you know I talked to Bryson about like keeping physically active, you know, keeping your body in check throughout this quarantine thing. But you were also doing something that helped, you know, keep your mind flexible and like for the sake of creation, which I thought would be cool to talk about. So if you can like elaborate on what January is and, you know. Yeah. So um, it's um actually, it's not my conception. I'm not that smart, but um, I was a cousin. One of my cousins does music. And last year, in January, he was doing all these uh, posts about it. So I was asking about it. He's like, yeah, it's just the entire point of it is to just make, just do stuff. So um, <clears throat> at that point, I was, I think, yeah, like two months into this current lockdown and stagnating. It's like, you know what? I want to do that. So like through most of January, my routine was wake up, cardio, breakfast, open the recording software and just make something. Mm-hmm. Um most of which ended up on my old Instagram because I have a new one now just for the music stuff. Um, and some of which turned into uh, the album that I put out in the middle of the month, which was also cool. Shout um, out the album, was... Attilio. We want to know what it is. Uh, it's called Charcoal Heart. It's on Spotify um, under the username Tilly.p, which is me. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was um, a nice side side effect no result result of, a side effect of using your brain is that things happen um, <laughs> i mean that's both statements are true yeah um 
was like January was like an um I've been sort of in my own groove as far as music stuff that I've done. It's always been uh formulaic sort of uh let's use this preset on this instrument and see what cool sounds I can make with it. But with like trying to do it for thirty one straight days, it got really boring really fast. So I was like, all right, well, what can I do different? Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to sort of knuckle down and intentionally do something um, sort of branching off the stream that I would normally have done. Yeah, so that was an exciting time. Uh, it was like I, I was a little bit jealous. I remember following along with it. Like every day, I check my Instagram feed and be like, "Fucking sick guitar riff!" Like shit, I wish I could do that. Like, sure. don't get well, me wrong. Like I've taken like music lessons as a kid but like nowhere to like the caliber of what you were putting on and like i just remember being like and this is just him fucking around like he, he's he's putting this out and it's just because like he's fucking around on a guitar and he, he he pumped that out like i remember just like laughing at myself well thank you um <laughs> the 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 hope was that now that i'm like operating sort of in the world of freelance music creation and mixing and such mm-hmm. that i could use some of that um creative output for like internet clout so i wouldn't have to go back to working in a public arena um the problem is the only places to advertise it really are on forums where it feels like literally everyone is much more skilled than i am (laughs) so (laughs) i mean i definitely feel where you're coming from i know when i was first beginning the podcast i was on a lot of podcast forums and Mm -hmm. it was just i would you know try to advertise my show looking for guests looking for feedback mostly and you know and it would just get buried under a bunch of other posts of what's clearly like more successful podcasts than mine mm-hmm. and like it, it was definitely deterring at first and then i just kind of went a little bit more inward and decided to like just grow it myself and see what i can do that way Um, uh, that way, you know, the only progress I have to compare myself to is the progress of myself a month ago. And like, as long as that number looked green, like I could be proud of it. Absolutely. That's, that's as someone operating in a field based around being creative in any form, that's That should be really your only metric or standard that you hold yourself to, because that's the only thing that you can control. Like I can't, Last year I was dabbling in photography and like I wanted to do two years ago. Oh my God. Not last year. Last year was a write-off. Sorry. <laughs> last um, year was a write-off. In a couple of summers ago when I started trying to like make a go of photography and I'd post stuff that I thought was really cool on um, various forums, mostly Reddit, and it would get drowned out by like, here's a picture of a brick in the wall with a sob story. <laughs> How can I, I don't have a sob story for this picture of this dam that I visited that looks really nice. Well, then what do I do? And I'm like, all right, well, it's better than the stuff I used to do when I had my old camera and I hadn't been out there as much. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, that's what I, was... so like, I, I kind of, that, that's what I did. Yeah. Like I, I started mm-hmm. floating away from the forums, which I know a lot of people have mixed opinions about that. Like, cause even it's still a good way to network. Like I, yeah. I did, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how I met uh, Tank. Tank Smith, uh, he was a guest on a podcast on one of my episodes uh, a few episodes ago. Like, that's how him and I kind of connected. So, like, I still have to give it credit for that. But I do find a lot more satisfaction comparing, like, my own analytics to, like, my analytics from, like, three months ago than comparing it to an entirely other podcast that I have no involvement with. And 
I feel like that kind of made myself feel better. It, it actually kind of motivated me more. Yeah. And it's also like you're comparing apples to oranges and especially in a podcast scenario where you can have uh, talk about literally anything, you know? Yeah. It's not fair to compare your um, uh, podcast surrounding talent and people in their lives to uh, one about, let's say, true crime stories because it's not the same thing yeah. at all. Yeah. So I... what's the metric there? You know what I mean? So yeah. the smart way that I feel as a creative type and as someone who spent a very long time working with other creative types, <laughs> that the bar you set should be your previous record, not someone else's. Exactly. And that it took me a while to get into that mindset myself, but it's it's been a little bit more it's been a lot more rewarding once I kind once that kind of clicked with me. And good. You know, like while we're on this, may as well make this a public service announcement like anyone listening who's like also you know trying to grind out their own thing like yeah i think that'd be my piece of advice is just to compare yourself to yourself and you know the best way to know if you're doing something wrong is if you've been doing it a few months in and like virtually nothing has changed like even if it's like a because there's been some times where like you know i i noticed that like oh this month because like the the websites and, and stuff i use like are pretty good with the analytics and so like i can actually see like an actual tangible number of like oh like you did 13 percent worse this month compared to last month so like i that that's more of a kick in a pants for me than for just like seeing someone else be more successful than me yeah and it's like i if I can be selfish and link back to the January stuff oh, real for sure. quick. For sure. It's, that's, that's especially, I mean, maybe not especially, but it's definitely a factor in the realm of trying to make a go with music because I've made some stuff that I worked really hard on and I'll post it and I'll get 12 views on YouTube, but I made it and that is exponentially better than the stuff I would have made in like 2018 when I did a project or 2015 or when I was in college, so like whether or not it gets picked up anywhere, people watch it much, despite my sharing, it's still like a provable asset that I worked hard and I got better at something. And that's, that's a good metric for someone to have, I think. Absolutely. And I think like the times that we're in today, cause like before we started recording, we were just talking about it too. Like um, uh, being like the fact that I'm working from home, gives me a lot of time to put work into this. And I feel like, you know, as shitty of a situation this is, this is like a really good opportunity for self-improvement. And like, if you're not doing it in a physical sense, at least do it in a creative sense or like whatever drives you. Right. Like I find like this might be a vast generalization, but I feel like a lot of people fall under those two categories. You're either like a very, like tangible like physical kind of person or a very like creative person and like they're both acceptable and just like whatever you're doing just work at it and this is assuming that things you know blow over soon this might be like the only time that you actually have this much of an opportunity to work on these things that's exact that's why i started a doing the music b doing the exercising because i Busted! If I was about to swear, but I you're I worked completely allowed to swear. Don't worry, we okay. got that. We got that e. <laughs> We're explicit. I, um, 
I busted my ass working through the back half of 2018 and 2019, and work was my life. Mm-hmm. And then smash cut to March 2020, and all of a sudden, I have nothing to do. <clears throat> so, hey, here's all this free time. Let's make an album. And then another one. Oh, I've been cooking a lot. I'm up 11 pounds. Time to start doing cardio. You know, and I think I've been listening back to them. the last one we did. That was a joke that I was making. Um, yeah. Like I was good, maybe maybe I'll just you know try and work on some music, and uh, maybe I'll start working out uh, some muscles or whatever, and it, it happened. It happened. <laughs> but, yeah, because like we're in a we're in a weird point of history now, and everyone needs a win. Yeah. So it it doesn't matter if it's a public win or if it's a personal win, <clears throat> like yeah, because that's again I had the same thought process. Like this this lockdown happened and. I was working from home and I felt like, I'm like, oh shit, like I'm staying in the same house seven days a week doing what feels like nothing. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like I haven't posted an episode of the podcast in like a month and a half. I'm like, I forgot I even had that thing. And I was like, whatever, let's just double down on this and like try it out. And, you know, I'm at 20, mm-hmm. I'm at 24 episodes now which is like in less than a two year period, which like for me is a small victory. Cause even if I stopped making episodes from this point on mm. come October, I still would have made two episodes a month for the last two years. And that would be a lot more than a lot of people who thought, man, I have this idea and then never get it off the ground. Yeah. Which is kind of a sidetrack from the idea of setting your own bar and then jumping over it, but it's still <laughs> setting uh, your own bar and uh, jumping over it. Yeah, like your own your own metric for success, your own records that you have to be like every podcast you make is a going to be an improvement over your previous work because of experience, and b going to be uh, an addition to your body of work, and you're yeah. going to have more to show for it by doing it. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. So and, hey, good job. <laughs> thank you. This is just an episode of Attilia and I complimenting each other on our small victories. But also ourselves. <laughs> but also ourselves, yeah. I'm, I'm not Which only is... am I going to compliment you, I'm going to compliment myself, and I hope you do the yeah, same thing. Self-complimenting is, is very uncharted territory for me. So oh, yeah, I you're... hope you can appreciate how uncomfortable that was for me. <laughs> oh, I know, because uh, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about But like, I know that you and I had a conversation. Like, you and I, we share a vein of humor in terms mm-hmm. of self-deprecation. And I remember quite a while ago, you decided to like make an active effort to avoid self-deprecating humor. That was because I got chewed out by a mutual friend of ours for doing it in a public setting amongst uh, co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like public shame. Uh, no, it was private shame, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. And I, I kind of forced a different scope on the subject for me that i hadn't really had <clears throat> and then of course i dropped it as a concept for like a year and a half but i tried and, and that's that's a small way yeah absolutely like i understand that self-deprecating humor is probably like it's, it's probably not the healthiest thing but like definitely not <laughs> but it, it can be it can be funny and it, it can be used <laughs> as a weapon too like i've seen like again not to get into like super specific examples but like i've seen you get into like i won't call it an altercation but like a scenario have you where i've seen you use self-deprecating humor to completely deflate someone else's points oh yeah which i just find beautiful 
I find I found it amazing. Well, thank you. It was um, it was definitely something that could sort of take the edge off of an, a particularly aggressive customer at work in downtown Toronto. Yeah, and it like when... it just it, it reminds me. It's like an eight mile moment. Like I don't know if you've seen oh, that, yeah. but like that's exactly what <laughs> it makes me think of. Is just at the end of eight mile when Eminem instead of rap fighting, he just does a whole rap about like all the dirt the other guy has on him. And he's like, all right, now that I've said my piece, like you try to insult me using shit. I haven't said yet. And like, I, I find it just tactically brilliant. It, it, it is a weird feeling because like, I've definitely, it, it doesn't happen or hasn't happened a lot, but there were times where I was getting yelled at by someone who was, let's say less than sober. And, um, while they're insulting me and calling me fat ass and all that, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. I mean, when you deflate someone's like source of attack on you, what else do they have? So it's definitely a tool. Yeah. I also cry a lot, but that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but th- there is, you know, there's, there's a cost, right? Because, oh, yeah. I mean, if it's something that's so built into your own language, there is a certain degree of you're used to talking down on yourself. <laughs> and yes. Well, yeah. But it's, it's like, you know, the straw broke the camel's back. Like, it might be jokes now, but, like, you, there might come a point where you start conditioning yourself to, like, permanently thinking that way, even when you're not trying to make a joke. And I think so that, that that might be where it gets you know, a little bit toxic. And I think maybe that's probably what our mutual friend had issue with when they mm-hmm. approached you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because that's, that's been an ingrained thing in my mentality for like at least a decade at this point. <laughs> and like, well, with, with any like speech pattern, I don't know, like way of talking because something that like I've had to work on and I'm still actively working on is i can be very dry and sarcastic sometimes sometimes oh, really? sometimes to only <laughs> only sometimes and it, it made it very and i used to wear it like a badge of honor because i'm like yeah i'm very dry and very sarcastic i'm not good at first impressions you'll get used to it don't worry and that used to be my attitude about it I'm like yeah this is how i talk don't worry like once you grow accustomed to it we'll be fine just no i don't mean it i remember and, that fred <laughs> And yeah, no, but then, uh, after spending a lot of time with the lady I live with, I realized that that shit's taxing on other people a bit. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I had to, I had to learn, I had to figure out how to, uh, communicate in other ways and oh. I'm still not the best at it to be completely honest. Hey, it's about progress, not perfection. Yeah. Again, that's, that seems to be a running theme right now in this episode. Well, I mean, I stole that line directly from the the uh, lady in my biggest loser cardio workout DVD, but you know, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> you know what? Wherever you draw inspiration, man, that's what matters. Like, <clears throat> doesn't matter. <throat> Art is everything. I don't know where this conversation's going. Well, I mean, no that that exact quote, "progress not perfection," is something that like I use because like mm-hmm. I'm I do cardio. I have I'm lucky to have an elliptical machine, so I use it. Um, and a month ago, I in an hour, I was topping out at like 16 kilometers. And today I got 22 and a half. So like, that's progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Like, just a, 
Yeah. If if you if you're looking to be perfect in anything that you do, um, you're only going to be disappointed. Yeah. In anything you do in any sort of business venture, any creative endeavor, if you're trying to be perfect, you're never going to be happy. Yeah, and the, it, it reminds me of, of something uh, my jujitsu instructor used to always say. He used to always rate everything out of ten. Like that that was his thing. Like anything you anything you can or will do can be rated out of 10 but he also had a rule that nothing can be rated higher than a nine because no matter how well you did it just now there is always room for improvement oh yeah and like that that's something that he really like drilled into us because it was kind of annoying he's like oh no gotta rate that a nine like, why not a 10 I was like always ro- <laughs> always room for improvement I'm like <laughs> yeah and like that was kind of like his philosophy and yeah, like it, I think I think it's the same sentiment. Yeah, I guess I mean there's no such thing as, um, well, if if you're if we're gonna cycle back to the concept of being in the world of the arts, nothing is ever. There is no such thing as a perfect song or a perfect painting or a perfect novel. It doesn't exist. No, because to be to be like classified as perfect, that means it would have to be liked by literally, not figuratively, literally everybody, mm-hmm. which is. Okay impossible there is dislikes on kitten videos on youtube there is no such thing as perfection there are people who like the movie whiplash no one's perfect okay are we gonna fight about this are we we gonna i was less than thrilled with the ending it was a good movie but it wasn't a perfect movie like people hail it as the best movie they've ever seen i disagree with that i wouldn't say it's the best movie i've ever seen i just i just it's it's up there like that that's just i it's up there it's it's a good movie that's your feeling on it. I have a different feeling, and we're both correct because it's art. Yeah, I mean, fuck, you're right. <laughs> what's what's the point about arguing about everything, anything, when both people are always technically right? Um, it's a good way to kill time, I suppose. I mean, true. We're already twenty minutes in. Like, oh, geez, yeah. So that's there's... almost as long as my last relationship. Let's go. <laughs> there's a til- so there's Antilio. <laughs> that's also not true i just my long my longest relationship was actually 20 minutes yeah oh mama oh my. i'm gonna have some water <laughs> yeah, yeah you go ahead i'm comfortable with silence it's, <clears throat> it helps us think of what to talk about next ah. i have i have exactly two notes for my rewatch of um the last one one was just in quotations two weeks and then <clears throat> the other one is um on the day we recorded i said that there were 250 confirmed cases of the virus in ontario that's it and yeah exactly and that was enough to cause a lockdown i think we're at, like in just thirty thousand tests today there's almost two thousand cases in ontario which is half the testing of a good day so that's something that's advanced we knew nothing in march no, we didn't. We knew absolutely we were, nothing. We were very... I remember you and I were both very optimistic about everything back in March. And, like, well, I think that's another interesting thing of having you on right now. Because, you know, you were one of the... I think you may have been the first episode I posted since the lockdown. Either the first or second. You were you were very... My episode with you was very shortly after the first lockdown. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it'd probably be very interesting to listen back to that episode and see what... It our, was our thoughts were like back <clears throat> in March. 
Wow. Um, my my thoughts were I'm excited for uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, hopefully, I get to go to a trip to Ottawa, and uh, it'll be a good two weeks to have a goatee and maybe shave my head. <laughs> oh boy. The margins of life were much different a year ago. Yeah, and then now is like shit. I hope I can uh, see my family two years from now. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's man. I, I, the thing with this, I don't want to, I don't want to make it dark so we can sidestep this topic entirely if you want. Oh, no, go but, for uh, it. My feelings are that it's, it's, there's not going to be a return to normal. Like no. the best we can hope for is that and, uh, we have an easy rebuild. Yeah. <clears throat> and I spoke with my friend Josh on the podcast uh, two or three episodes ago. Well, this will be episode 24. So four episodes ago, I believe. <laughs> and, I said the phrase new normal and he said he didn't quite think that that was like an appropriate comparison, like a new normal. And like, we kind of made it so like things will never be the way they were before, but there's going to be a new standard of things once we're out of this. Mm -hmm. And because like normal, the word normal, like normal is always fluctuating, right? There's going to be new standards more than likely. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not going outside without a mask either on my face or in my pocket until like at least 2024. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, I work I, in a public setting and like I'm I'm going to have to be careful for the people I work with, but also in bringing stuff home. So like I'm going to have the masks on for a very long time. Oh yeah, and like I always have a mask. Like I think uh, Jill and I both have a mask in our coats at all times we have like a handful of masks in our um uh, in the car at all times like we're 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 on board with what we need to do which is i mean having just listened back to to march 2020 us man things have changed <laughs> If you have, you should definitely listen to it back because I think you'll get a kick out of how naive we were. Yeah, I, th- I think I should have. I, I, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't think to listen to it back. But like now, I'm thinking like whenever I have return guests, I should probably listen to uh, my last episode with them. I mean, thank you for for listening back to it because yeah, like I, I'm just I'm just going off memory right now. We um we talked about video games a bunch um and tattoos. Yeah. And when I was listening back, I said at that point, you'd asked how many I had, and I said I had nine. I was like, wait, what? No, I have ten. And I forgot I got one in July. <laughs> so that, that threw me off a little bit. Could you imagine? Like, um, Hello, we're having Atilio back on the show because, well, frankly, he lied to us last time he was on the show. <laughs> and he's here to make amends. Atilio, would you oh. like to tell the listeners, uh, you know, your your sin? I have ten tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> there there are very burly men in my room right now with suits and sunglasses and they said if I'm not honest from start to finish they're going to tweak my nipples and I don't want that that's really bad and painful please stop I have 10 tattoos <laughs> and scene and scene you know what that that was a colorful little skit we did there I think this is a good time to take a break actually we're we're going to take a quick ad break I think that was like the perfect send off all right we'll be right back This episode is sponsored by Brotherhood MFG. Brotherhood MFG is a clothing brand centered around car culture with a fresh style. They've even given me a special discount code to give to you guys. So if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash brotherhoodmfg 
and use discount code PASTTIME. In all caps, you'll get a 13% discount off the entire store. All right, and we're back. So, yeah, from what we were talking about before, because we kind of, like, extremely sidestepped on accident. So, January. (laughs) It's It's just in the vein of, like, just make something something artistic well in, in your case it was more in the musical side of things but hmm. well by musical it's not like last episode with jenna i don't mean like musical musicals i mean like <laughs> in, instruments although i do like those too oh i love musicals but we've i spoke about that last episode <laughs> okay and it, right, it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> oh no it, it, it's a rabbit hole subject for me there's a couple yeah. of subjects on the podcast that i just rabbit hole every time and it does not matter to me if I spoke about them before and I just get lost. And it's it could, as of from what I've discovered, it, it comes from musicals, tattoos and anime. If those three golden subjects come up, I, that's what the entire episode becomes. And I'm I'm actively trying to avoid it. There, there's got to be some kind of intersection of all three. <laughs> I mean, I, I can get. A, a tattoo of an anime musical. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's got to be like um, an anime that revolves around someone in the industry of music. More than or likely, a performer that you can get a tattoo of that, and then just gush for like a week. And <laughs> just gush for a week. Oh, Fred's tattoo anime musical marathon. <laughs> just do a whole freaking. That's what I just. I just uproot the podcast and it just becomes a review show on this one particular anime that's probably only like five episodes long. Part one of five hundred and twelve. Yeah. So for the first ten minutes of this episode, this is what we've <laughs> this is what I've gathered. Just do one of those like frame by frame analysis as like people <laughs> did of uh, movie trailers on YouTube. Yeah. It's like okay, so you can only see it on frame one thousand four hundred and fifty eight. But if you look here and change the resolution it kind of looks like they're giving you the finger. Now, oh, no. Now, this could be a callback to Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> earlier work when... <laughs> In his other anime musical. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I don't have the patience for that kind of deep dive into stuff, I'm going to be honest. No, but I love watching those videos. I, I don't think I could ever produce a video like that, like a deep dive video, but I love watching them. Mm-hmm. I love watching analysis videos. Like, like, are you familiar? Like, I, you must be. Cinema Sins. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love Cinema Sins. Even when they do a movie, I love. I love Cinema Sins. Hey, do good work. Yeah, and it's, it's just it's just cool to like be able to be so like passionate about something that like you're still willing to pick it apart. Like they they must. I don't know. Like. I don't claim to know them personally or anything like that, but like the only way that they can come out with content like that is if they were really passionate about cinema, but mm-hmm. their entire job is shitting on cinema. <clears throat> so like, is it like a love hate? Is it just for the, just for the laughs? Like I, I, I really wonder what drives those guys to do a show like that. There's gotta be some sort of cross section of like, uh, enthusiasm and mm-hmm. just like incl- inclination to um to understand things that like that mentality almost like a mechanics mindset of like how does this work I must know how this works <clears throat> yeah because like even 
like I've learned a lot just from like just in terms of like cinematography and stuff like that watching a, like a YouTube show like a silly a cinema since because they actually know what they're talking about which is again it adds like an interesting layer of like being so passionate about something that you you're still able to and willing to shit on it because <laughs> like you know if any person in like my friend group were to like actively shit on movies the way those guys do like there would come a point where i'd be like just stop fucking watching movies then you clearly don't yeah. like them yeah but that is i never thought of because that is like an infuriating thing a little bit maybe that's the wrong word for it maybe that's too strong but i get what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. but it's just funny because like because again they're, they're just like a, a meme channel at this point but like Sometimes they'll like award a sin to a movie for like something benign. Like like my favorite one is like uh narrating and then you hear the little ding. I was like, yeah, movies have fucking narrators sometimes. But but then there's other times they're like, okay, so we're awarding this sin because and then they just get into like some huge like technical jargon. I'm like, okay, but they actually know what's going on. But like why are they choosing to like shit on this? I mean it's a form of entertainment. Clearly, there's an audience for it. Oh yeah, I watch every single episode. Do it, so. Yeah, I watch and every single episode. Find your market and mine it. Yeah, that's mine, true. Is, mine it seems on like it's dehumanizing the the whole thing of it. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's content is king, and there's someone willing to pay attention to the content. Make it if you're enjoying it. Oh, for sure. And again, <clears> we keep <throat> we keep sidestepping. I apologize. Um. Uh, so January. Yeah, January. Stuff. <laughs> so in terms of, you know, creation, you did, was it, you, you made two albums in this time period, right? Well, not within the last month, but like, since you've kind of been trying to like flex your creative muscles, like you've come up with two since, albums, correct? Yeah. Since our last uh, recording in March or in, in the last year, um, yeah, two albums and a single that was going to be part of one of the albums, but I needed to test how the upload stuff worked okay and so like, 21 tracks in total that's awesome <laughs> 21 songs in a in a year period and i guarantee you uh, listeners every single one of them are fire so go listen to it tilly p charcoal heart there, there's a couple of solid threes <laughs> on that list i'm gonna be honest <laughs> three out of threes am i right three out of tens <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, here's the thing, um, I say 21, but, like, uh, 14 or 15 of them are things that I had previously either recorded or written down, but in the years since, like, some of it um, is from, like, stuff in the, uh, an album I did in 2018, but I've scrapped those, re-recorded it with the new gear and new experience and knowledge that I've gained in that time. So. Yeah. It kind of feels a little like cheating, but also, I mean, it's how, not how so? Because no matter how you look at it, it's a song created by you, posted by you. Doesn't matter when you did it; it's still your. Mm. It's your song that you made. Mm. Regardless if you That's... if it was out then or if it's out now, it's still a song you made and you put out there. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I try to. I, this is something like that I that held me back for a few weeks on like trying to post anything was that like of the 12 tracks that are on the most recent one that I did uh seven of them are reworks of stuff from my projects 
uh, what's the math there, three and also six years ago. And that's why I was like, I don't know if it's lazy or not, but then I was by a friend of mine who produces music. He was like, no, it's not lazy. You're literally re-recording all of it and making it better. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess if you are cool with it <laughs> and will open that gate for me, then cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's completely fine. You have my full support. Oh, thank you. This is it's a weird thing. I, I held a, um, a poll on my my uh, Instagram a couple of days ago. I was like, hey guys, is this lazy? And overwhelmingly, <laughs> people were like, no, it's not. So hey, <laughs> yeah, so give us the content, Atilio. I have been enabled by the internet. Yeah, I've been pressured by my peers. Let's go. Peer pressure works. And oh yeah, as a bl- like and like I don't mean that as a joke. Like. For mm-hmm. all the negatives and positives of it, peer pressure is effective and peer pressure works. And oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, I'm not saying that like it's an overwhelmingly positive thing. It's it's just true. Like you can... Well, I mean, pe- sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. I thought you were at the end of that thought. Oh, no, it's fine. What were you going to say? Oh, well, there's the two sides of the peer uh, pressure spectrum of hey, try this uh, narcotic, and hey, this sounds really good. Fucking finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Which was me with music. Because like, I wouldn't have had projects really posted or to speak of if not for I had recorded a little thing and I sent it to my friend in the music world. He was like, dude, this is dope. Can I write a solo over it? And like, yeah. And that lit a fire under me because now it was a thing that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that sort of opened the floodgates and now two albums. So, like, that's the other side of the peer pressure spectrum that I fully support. Absolutely. So, when's album number three, Mr. Attilio? Uh, <laughs> if it happens, probably, like, May. Oh, really? That soon? If I set myself a deadline and also work, because it costs money to get stuff distributed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not employed <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but hey, maybe I'll get in on this stock game. Get in on the... Oh. I didn't think we were going to talk about the stock market right now. Uh, stock Sember over here. Stock Sember. Oh, as we're talking, I got a, an email from Spotify. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You have made 30 cents. Oh, man. It's 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 not a, a good cut from Spotify. <laughs> oh, really? Did they take a lion's really? share? I think for a stream, I get like a third of a cent. Oh, my. I mean, I was recently watching... A video i don't know i think i went down like a, a youtube rabbit hole or something but like it, w- it was like a video on like passive income and like this guy mentioned uh spotify and le- yeah he said he makes like a third of a penny but like if you get like x amount of people to listen to it a day then you know it, it does grow it's more so like once you you just need an audience to oh, like yeah. listen to the shit out of it all day every day Nonstop. There was a, are you familiar with the band Wolfpack at all? I may have sent you stuff of theirs in the past, but um, Wolfpack, Wolfpack, nope. Effectively, yes, but in German, um, they're a funk group, um, with varying amounts of members. It's usually like the same four core guys, but like they did a concert in Madison Square Garden in 2019 where they had like a whole. I'm sidetracking myself. They did this thing in um, I think 2014 where they um were unhappy ish with the spotify stuff 
um, because they, as a group of musicians trying to make a career in music, weren't getting paid enough to live. Okay. So they crowdfunded their tour. They crowdfunded was, a tour. Yeah. They raised like 20 grand, I think, so that they could go on a little North American or just American tour. I forget the exact specifics here, and I don't want to speak out of turn. But like, that was seven years ago, and it's only gotten worse <laughs> since then. <laughs> Well, does this mean uh, we got to crowdfund you uh, a tour? A tour budget, Tilio? Is that, is that what you're saying? You, you going on tour? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, in my adult life, I've been to like four shows and I was so uncomfortable for all of them. Oh, really? They were fun. Like, yeah. Two of them in the, the back half, the back, the final third of 2019. Nice. One of which was a Rockhampton show where I got elbowed and shouldered in the head and jaw and also got really sick after. Oh, that sounds like head trauma. Were you? Oh, con- it was totally. Funny, <laughs> Were you concussed? No, but I was like really uh, dizzy for a long time. Oof! I say a long time. It was like ten minutes, maybe. <laughs> that might feel like a long time. Yeah. Luckily, I was with my best friend, who's both a foot taller and like got fifty pounds on me. So he kind of just pushed a hole in the crowd for us to get to the side, so I didn't die. Just work in security. <laughs> kind of, yeah get this man through eh, it's fine it was a good night but no i'm not going on tour is how we got there <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be cool no like uh again this is maybe like the fifth time anyone listening please go check out tilly p on spotify he makes some pretty cool shit oh thank you which sounds uh, this is gonna be a wild segue but like okay. the way some swear words are used like like the way i just said he's got some pretty cool shit mm-hmm like that's good but if i said he makes shit that's bad i was going to swing that into a self-deprecating joke by saying almost exactly that yes oh yes well i i I deflated your point well that's fine what do you think was the first time someone described anything as being blank as shit because i think it must have been like in the the 80s or something oh you meant like like within history i thought you meant like me like my personal experience no nah, i imagine that was like a kindergarten thing for you no i well I, it was weird cause i was about to rec- i was about to recall a memory and <laughs> oh, uh, the first Please. time i heard anyone describe something like blank as shit um uh was my stepdad okay and i think it was one of those situations where like i was a kid listening like eavesdropping on a conversation i shouldn't have been like where they thought mm-hmm. like i wasn't paying attention but i was and he was like describing one of his coworkers or something like that. And he said, he's nuttier than squirrel shit. <laughs> and I have never forgotten that phrase my entire life. I, I try to use it any chance I can. I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a quality, uh, uh, phrase to have learned in the early goings of life. <laughs> nuttier than squirrel shit. <laughs> But I don't have anything like that, but I did learn the the, um, the phrase or the act of calling someone a cocksucker by being in the same vehicle as my dad on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, what you think. Did you get uh, an in-school suspension in the fourth grade for saying that? Yes, I did. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better to learn that stuff from your parents instead of figuring out it's, I, I figured out the middle finger at school with no knowledge of what the middle finger was. And that got me in a lot of trouble 
we had a substitute teacher and she was doing roll call and the girl who sat behind me was much smaller than me so from where the teacher was standing she couldn't see her and she's doing roll call she's like fred i'm like yeah i'm here and then she's like all right so and so and then she's like oh i'm here and then she, the teacher's all confused she's like where are you so without thinking and i don't know why i did i pointed at her with my middle finger over my shoulder and i was like oh she's <laughs> she's right she's right there and she, fred just gave me the middle finger and like everybody has eyes on me i'm like wait what and <laughs> and i was so confused and put on the spot i'm like no, 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 like I was telling, and like I did it again, like trying to like explain what I was. Doing. I'm like, no, I was pointing at her, and she's he's doing it again. He's doing it again. Fred's giving me the middle finger, and I was just like bewildered. And so like the teacher is like, you don't use that finger, Fred. And I was a Y kid, so I'm like, why don't I use this finger, Miss? Oh. And she's like, because it's a bad finger. I'm like, why? <laughs> she's like, because you don't, you don't, you don't show people that finger. I'm like, well, and I like, I'm like looking at my hands. I'm like, well, I can see both my middle fingers right now, like looking at my hands. I'm like, how how does this work? And she's like, it's just a bad finger. Don't stick it out. Don't don't point it at people. And I went, okay. And then because I'm a shit, like whenever the teacher <laughs> whenever the teacher turned her back, I would just give the girl behind me the middle finger, not knowing what it means, and she would lose her mind every time. But like. He has he has unsheathed the bad finger. <laughs> but yeah, like that's, I guess that's like the downside of like your parents not, you know, <clears throat> at least like, at least delicately like telling you like the do's and don'ts. Cause like, that's how I figured out the middle finger. Hmm. And that would have been in like, I think grade one, maybe S <laughs> maybe SK or JK. It was, it was somewhere around, it was within my first three years of elementary school. I can't exactly pinpoint when it was. I mean, so before a child can use that with malice and knowing what they're doing, <laughs> hopefully, anyway, there's yeah. probably exceptions to that, but ideally, before it can be used as a weapon. Oh, before I, yeah, well, there's no, like, first grader using the middle finger with sincerity, like, with its intended use. Yeah. All right, relax, kid, with that figure. You haven't had to feel life yet. Relax. <laughs> you, you haven't earned using that finger. But yeah, and like no one, I, I again, I can't exactly explain when I've learned the meaning of the finger, but like being a freaking five year old, like just knowing you can't do that or people get flustered and wanting to be a shit disturber, like <laughs> yeah, no knowledge of what this finger meant. I just started doing it all the time until I think the school may have called my mother. <laughs> just drop the big guns on you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think of like, I if if pressed to do it right now, I would have no idea how to explain to a small child why swearing is wrong. I mean, like I get courtesy and stuff, but like, I don't, I don't know. I do it so often. It's a, it's a, it's a knee jerk reaction to a lot of stuff. Yeah, especially so can since I... like a lot of like specifically swear words, they don't really have a clear cut definition. Like a lot of it is just like the way like societal norms in all honesty. Like if I if I asked you right now, like what's the textbook like what's the dictionary definition of the word fuck? Could you explain to me by itself the definition of fuck? I it's probably uh to do with reproduction. 
actually not. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that question. I there's for anyone else listening, and for you, uh, when we're done recording this, uh, there's there's actually a documentary on Netflix right now called The History of Swear Words. It's host oh. it's hosted by Nicolas Cage. Outstanding. Yeah. So, like the the most clear, so like the most I guess easily way to define the word fuck is it's an adjective that is that means to hit or to strike i would never have guessed that yeah but aside that (laughs) i'm uh yeah i I, it's all like the way society is defining the word right like i have it like i don't know it's just a me thing like i have strong feelings about children swearing even though i swear all the time i just don't think Mm -hmm. kids could swear i feel like this is the time of their life where they should be developing a vocabulary and not have to rely on swear words when there's adjectives that you can use and like you can you know grow your your vocabulary vocabulary yes but also for me i think respect for people in general it's like if if you introduce a kid to um an insult or a swear word, rather. They're probably going to use that as an insult because kids are shitty little creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and... Evil. Or can be, anyways. They have the capacity to be really mean for no reason. It's so like that, I feel like, would be the main yeah. driving force. Yeah, I remember having a conversation with one of my younger siblings. And, you know, kids think they know fucking loopholes, right? Yeah. And I forget exactly what he said, but, like, I was play- I was just teasing him i was bugging him and he he said frick you oh and i was like hey like uh you don't say that to me you you don't talk like that he's like and he goes like what i said frick i'm like yeah don't say that and he goes like i didn't swear i'm like yes you did and he's like no i didn't i said frick that's not a swear i'm like you gotta realize kid that like fuck isn't a bad word because of the letters in a row that it is fuck is a bad word because of the meaning behind it so if you said frick you but you meant fuck you it's the same meaning doesn't matter what word you used that's a very good way to lay that out i might i might have to use that mentality in the future <laughs> so i'm glad you said that because that's a good way to to highlight that why that's a problem yeah and I find myself using it with like you only ever need to use that rationale specifically with children, but yeah. But like no, like I, again, like anyone who knows me, like I swear a lot. It's oh, yeah. it's it's a growing problem. Um, uh, <laughs> I used to not swear at all, and then like a floodgate opened, and I I swear all the time. But I I really do dislike children swearing. Just because feels- you can use this time, like you're like, because they're building habits, right? And mm-hmm. you know, if you're already building the habit of like using these universal words, because fuck, shit, bitch, like those are very universal. You can, those are very, very malleable words. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna start using that in everyday conversation where they could be use, like they could be using that time to grow their vocabulary and figure out better words to get their points across mm, I, mm, I i understand and I, I agree with that i just i hope i'm never in a situation where i have to be <laughs> that uh, guiding light of knowledge because <laughs> oh man am i gonna drop that ball <laughs> oh 
They also like uh, don't swear. Life hasn't been hard to you yet. Well, that's unfair to yeah. assume. That that's but... that I find that extremely funny though. Like <laughs> kids can't swear Maybe. because they haven't <laughs> they haven't been punched in the gut by life yet. They it should be a lot. You can't drop the heavy C on someone until you've been no-tipped on a $200 check. Uh, there, there's milestones you have to reach. There's certain bookmark yeah. moments in your life. It's like, once this has happened to you, you know what? You, you got the fuck card now. You, you can say the word. You unlock all the squares and you get the prestige. And you're good. <laughs> that, that'd be oh. funny. And then you have, like, receipts. It's like, hey, are you allowed to say that word? It's like, yeah. Uh, if you see here, uh, back in date and time, uh, I found out my girlfriend was cheating on me in uh, third grade. So, uh, yeah, I can say the F word now because life sucks. Am I right, fellow adults? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had your fuck card. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll back off. <laughs> as you. Oh, oh man. Didn't I... That'd be funny, too. It's like, what material are they printing those on now? I've had mine for years now. Like, have they updated what the cover art? It used to be on this, like, red and white plastic card, but they upgraded. Now it's a green card with your picture and it's an autograph on it. <laughs> Signature, not autograph. Uh, if you don't have that card, you got to pay, like, $50 just to swear. Could you imagine? Was... <laughs> I love this made-up world. And then if you don't have the credentials to use certain swear words you get it's just it's a fine it's not criminalized but like mm. you, you pay a fine like a parking ticket or like mm, an hour of community service <laughs> an hour of community service yeah just like an hour sweeping up cigarette butts on the sidewalks downtown yeah what a pristine society we would have if people were punished for swearing by cleaning things i mean <laughs> <laughs> Then that introduces the whole forced labor argument, which we're not getting into. We're not. I'm not. We're, we Isn't have it? like we have less than ten minutes left on the episode. I'm not getting into that subject. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where that was going to lead. I was just thinking like it wasn't leading there. I brought it up. I apologize. Okay. So when what's your favorite swear word, and when did you learn about it? Uh, I like it's it's not a harsh one, but I like dumb shit. Because you can really force the power you dumb shit. If I I just like the way it sounds because it's it it's not like super degrading, but you're getting the point across that you think someone's an idiot. Yeah. It's also just fun to say. I like dumb shit. Dumb shit. I call my cat shit face a lot. <laughs> they can't fight back. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when it happened, but it's just a nickname. I'll just he'll he'll come strolling by and be like, yo, what's up, shit face? like that's <laughs> that's that's just what i got for him now tasty power move to pull on your cat <laughs> well once i finally like upgrade the cat to like human baby like i'll i'll have to get more creative with my slurs <laughs> uh i i got nothing i i i don't i'm not wired to think of insults directed towards babies i guess oh you haven't spent enough time around babies that's by design that's what that, that tells me <laughs> oh i've been surrounded by small children my entire life huh. my entire life i am like this i'm the second oldest of like a hundred kids oh <laughs> yeah uh and then like of course like once i grew up and moved out of the house my brother decided to have kids and now i got nephews and a niece think of all of the young impressionable minds you get to shape Oh, 
is a burden, man. It, it, it truly is. The responsibility uh, the <laughs> that I've got to pass on to these children is just too much to bear. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm I'm grandstanding. I'm just joking. Like, I know, I know. I'm not their parents. I'm just their uncle. Which means I get to tease them, which is the highlight of my day. It's just intellectually stressing out a child. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's a small, it's a small form of joy for me. I can't explain. It. I don't like torture the kid or anything. I don't want to get that across. But like, just when, a little bit of gaslighting. Yeah, just, just a healthy uh, amount to make question the the world around them. Just I just like making empty threats when he refuses to like eat his vegetables. Oh, oh. I just okay. like I just like go over my brother and sister in law's head just to like see his reaction. <laughs> I, I was thinking like to training them to think of a color as a different kind of color or something like that. <laughs> I forget. So like my, my nephew absolutely despises vegetables. Despises <clears throat> them. He 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 hates them. It's it's a problem. And I was at my brother's the other night and my nephew was told to clean his room. And it was, like, approaching bedtime, and his room was nay clean. And <laughs> I, I, like, popped in his room, like, hey, just so you know, for every toy on your ground equals one vegetable in your lunch for school tomorrow. And I just, like, popped out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> and like, I just, I, just, I, I just screw with him a little bit like that every now and then. Yikes. I could never <laughs> be that guy. <laughs> I were in that exact situation saying that exact thing, I'd feel bad by like the fourth word. <laughs> oh, no, it's just you, once you spend enough time around small children, like this is kind of weird for me to say. I have immense experience being around small children. What do you do, Fred? I'm a salesman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, I've always been around younger kids just because my family life, right? Like there's always been young people around um uh dude it wears off it wears off you just start seeing them as people and once you start seeing kids as people you start seeing their assholeish behaviors it's just because <laughs> all people are assholes and like children oh, yeah. aren't exempt of that if i if i may quote scrubs because there's a scrubs for every situation <laughs> people are bastard bastards with bastard filling yeah i mean yeah children are just people and <laughs> People are assholes. <laughs> when you boil it down like that, really, we are all equal. <laughs> oh, I think that's a fun. You know, I'm choosing to end it here. No, that's a that that's a good sentiment to end this episode on. It's hill to plant your flag on for future generations. <laughs> Kids are assholes. End of show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on, Atilio, and. For people listening that don't like hearing his voice but thinks he's good at playing instruments, uh, you can check out his albums. Uh, yeah, he doesn't sing in them, but mercifully, he do play those instruments good though. And if you <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear him play you some music, go check him out on Spotify. I'm pretty sure your newest album's called Charcoal Heart. Yes, and, sir. Yeah, look him up, Tilly P. That's exactly as it sounds in spelling: T I L L Y. Period. P. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on, Atelio. Thank you. Alrighty. And goodbye.